Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. This is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I am joined by Michael Ingorson. Michael, how are you today? Yeah, good, thanks, Brian. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. Sounds like you're from down under. I am. I'm Australian, born and bred. You know, from uh, living uh, a town, Geelong, a little bit out of Melbourne in Victoria. Oh, very nice, very nice. What's the weather like there now? Um, we are just coming into spring in a couple of days, so that's yeah. uh, the weather is just starting to warm up. So it's low um, or mid teens, I suppose, is our normal okay. daytime temperature now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty pleasant for uh, for this time of year to me. Yeah. Does, in does Celsius, get... I should I should have said that in Celsius. <laughs> sure, sure. So yeah, just just below what I would call room temperature. Yeah. Yeah, so how hot does it get there in the summer? Um, look, uh, a hot summer would be uh, mid to high 40 degrees Celsius. And, oh, um, okay. and um, but not every day. That's, you know, probably yeah. um, a few days a week type thing. But yeah. a typical summer is around high 20s. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's reasonably comfortable. And, um, right. Temperate, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your education. Yeah, look, uh, not a problem. Look, I've sort of had two careers, I'm going to call it, Brian. And uh, one career where I worked in the rail industry for about 17 years and then um, and uh, came up through the the system in the rail industry and uh, left that and went into mining um as in coal mining so long wall and board and pillar oh, yeah. mining in the coal oh. industry originally and um uh with an oem uh, basically building the equipment and designing the long wall operations uh for for those types of mines up in in newcastle and queensland yeah. area uh, of yeah. australia uh then um moved to another company more because of it was closer to home and it sounded interesting um you know project management contract management type role with a, a company called glnv um glnv at that time was uh had just been bought by glnv which was a canadian based business from baker hughes okay. and yep. um, and uh, it was sold to F.L. Schmidt in about 2008 and uh, hence became part of the F.L. Schmidt family. Right. Um, and look, that was a great, a great uh, company to work for, you know, over the 14 or 15 years that I worked for F.L. Schmidt. Um, I had five different roles through that business. And okay. 
and got to really grow and uh, and see the world and and uh, and understand you know mining or mineral processing and concentrators very well so um, you know in the end i finished in a role with fl schmidt in um, driving a total cost of ownership tool um, to look at how we can help mines optimize their operations from uh, downtime and and process so uh, you know the people that i've still worked with fl schmidt and i've still got contact with them are still running that program more from a digital perspective and um yeah, yeah. and and rolling that out interesting interesting okay good good background and uh you you founded a new company not that long ago so tell us about that I did, yeah. So I left FL Schmidt about uh, five years ago. I founded a, a business called Mech Solutions originally, which was a consulting business with eight friends that I went to university with. And um, <laughs> and uh, we founded Mech Solutions as a consultancy um, around our experience. And, um, and from my experience at FL Schmidt, I had a, a co-founder for the Circular Mind business behind me uh, that we formed about three years ago. And uh, and we decided to form that as a separate business where Mech Solutions is now a part owner in that business. And uh, and we've got a number of shareholders in, in Circular Mind. Um, that was co-founded with a, a person called Charles Vullier. Charles Vullier and I met while I was working for FL Schmidt. But uh, he was working for ATC Williams at, at that time as a tailings engineer. And um, and he's got experience in the geo, uh, as a geo uh, engineer. Um, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and, and I suppose the work that I'd done in the past was a bit of dry stacking work. Um, you know, FL Schmidt was very successful in developing some dry stacking technologies um, with a product that they, what company they bought called Raco out of. Um, yeah. yeah, the stacker. Yeah, yeah, mobile stacking solution. So I was, I was involved in a couple of those projects um, with dry tailing stacking and overburden stacking in my time at FL Schmidt. And, um, and I suppose Charles and I met and we looked at, uh, you know, can we do something better with tailings? And, uh, and and I suppose that was the underlying passion of both of us is, yeah. you know, we've got, we've got this material that's been, that's had so much energy put into it. Yep. Um, and, and it becomes a waste. And, and, and I suppose given what we've seen around the world with uh you know the amount of mine waste that's produced which is about 100 billion tons a year you know most of that being um overburdened but about 8 billion yeah. tons of those tailings um okay. and and the construction and we just saw the synergies with the construction injury industry needs about 80 sorry 40 billion tons a year and there's also a loss of soil, topsoil around the world of around um, a similar figure. I think it's more like 70 billion tons a year of topsoil is lost around the world. So we just saw some synergies that possibly yep. made sense. Yep. And we, we look at applying that. So what, what we did is um, BHP put out a tailings challenge about three years ago. Yeah, yeah. 
and um, and we we formed a consortium um, and uh, with a number of other industry groups, and we put in a submission for that, and um, and we were su successful, possibly to our surprise. But once once we found out that we'd been selected, you know, there was 172 organisations that submitted for that, yeah. and we were one one in nine that got selected to go forward wow. um, in that. And we went, okay, shit, we better form a business. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's how Circular Mind was born. And, you know, it was, you know, we liked the name. I think the name rings with what we're trying to do and our passion in terms of our vision and making zero mind waste a reality. We've, we've possibly changed that a little bit now to making zero mind waste a possibility because we realise we've got to transition into the reality part of that. Yeah. And yeah. um, and just understanding the change mindset of the mining industry today. So yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So so I'm not sure if I should ask you about the BHP uh, contest or maybe either inside or outside of that. So what 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 are you doing? What are you? How are you helping mining companies? So the way the way we're doing it at the moment is more as a consultant um, to look at their tailing. So typically, with the mining companies, and we're also doing this for quarry industry in the in, with um, cement companies now as well. Yeah. Um, so what typically we come in and look at the characterization of their tailings as our first step, understand that characterization and um and look at what the possibilities are you know what what we see what we're trying to do is not only um do you need to have the understanding of what the tailings are our, our, what we need to do to decontaminate it and declassify the tailings as a toxic waste to rather a clean waste and then turn that clean waste into into a product or products is what we is what we do and we then take that another step further and we look at how do we market, you know, what are those products and how do we bring those products to market and what is the market and the business case surrounding all of that. So our first step is is typically about, you know, getting as much data and doing a desktop analysis. We then understand what gaps might exist in that information and, um, and recommend further testing typically um to to get better data on that and uh better data on the tailings or the waste product and and we do not only just look at the tailings we do look at the, the varieties of waste on site because you know we find that you know brime is for instance from the um from a water plant may be helpful in our process to help do some other things that we're working on well, from a product point of view as an adder so you know we, we we don't typically just look at one thing we look at the operation from yeah. a perspective and understand where where some of those waste could also help as uh inputs to it to the outcome so okay okay so i can imagine something like this being really beneficial for a mine like the kennecott mine outside of salt lake city where there's material and need for construction materials does it have to be set up like that or can a mine be a little more remote from where the product is needed? 
Yeah, look, a good question, Brian. And um, look, that's probably the big uh, challenge that we face today. But, you know, um, it, ideally, a Kennecott operation is fantastic, you know, ideal in terms of being close to a regional centre. Yeah. yeah, that's not normally the case. And, right. um, you know, what as we do more and more market research about the products that we we look for, so construction materials, soil, fertilizers, all of those sort of things that could be products that could be produced from tailings. Um, the, you know, we find more and more that, you know, countries like Australia, which is only very small in terms of its, you know, global footprint in terms of commercial markets, um, are importing bricks for constructing houses so you go well yeah. if we're importing bricks by shipping why can't we transport them across the country yeah and uh, so it, it's about trying to break down that understanding of the mining companies and bring to their reality that you know the logistics is already happening we're just we're just shifting those demographics a little bit so yeah yeah it, would would you be able to put your finger on one um type of mining that would be most amenable to your services i'm thinking like you know is it fly ash or is it gold or, or what do you suppose it would be um look it's been an interesting ride you know when we've looked at um the BHP Tones Challenge, that was for um, a mine in Latin America. And, you know, of course, that's copper. And yeah. uh, and and given the volume of tailings in those operations in Latin America, uh, you know, it's one solution is not the is not going to be the outcome, you know, with the volume of tailings or the volume of waste that we're talking about. You know, you're not going to find that one product outcome is going to be the answer to this. So, you know, it is about understanding the multiple products that can be produced and the viability of that. Um, in, in terms of commodities, at the moment we're working, we've done a look, well, probably half of our work has been in copper. Um, a fair bit of it's now in gold. And mm -hmm. um, okay. we have... We have also looked at um, zinc um, mines um, from a high level, and we're also doing a little bit of work with the quarry industry. You know, part of part of uh, our relationships, we work with um, a number of organisations around the world. There's a reason we've chosen to work a lot with European organisations, is because they're probably 15 to 25 years ahead of everyone on the recycling front and how to go about it. And uh, so my business partner and co-founder, Charles Willier, he's French, of course, given his name. And, he, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so he's got good relationships with a number of French companies and, and we mm -hmm. work with a number of French organisations uh, in the space of you know how do we uh, how do we make soils um, because you know they've been working with toxic soils for a num number of years, well, a long time because of the yeah. mining that happened hundreds of years ago yeah and yeah. And, and the need to um, to 
fix the problems of their day and and they're still working on it today so um you know brgm is another organization that we work with in france and um and they've got a very good bio leaching capability so we see by you know bio leaching for sulfides has been a great process where we certainly look at that from a decontamination perspective you know it's one of our key decontamination yeah. processes yeah. that we consider okay 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 yeah do you have any examples that you could um share with us probably not because of the confidentiality confidentiality agreements we, we have in yeah. place with yeah. the different companies but look we're definitely working with a mining company um in um australia right now and mm -hmm. and with them they're they're not a large operation but they you know that is a gold mine and they are producing uh you know their tailings looks like it's going to lend to it we're going to do another second round of test work phase of of what product or testing the product capability of what we can produce um from their tailings you know it appears you know the high level business case there that we see is that we can potentially create a business that's going to create around a hundred million dollars worth of revenue from manufacturing bricks wow so now don't you know appreciate there's a cost for decontamination and then a cost for um um uh, for manufacturing the bricks of course but you know these this looks like it's a low very low cement or no cement outcome so they'll be very energy um or carbon uh, friendly bricks is the way that we see it and uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the test work that we're doing so you know there's a number of innovative things going on there that we can see that uh adding to the reality of what 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 we're all trying to do in the world today reduce our carbon footprint and yeah. and do something better for the world and and reduce risk yeah. and liability so yeah no that's great that's terrific and that's uh that's what we need to be doing that's good good stuff how many people do you have on staff so um we've got a charles and myself as the uh co-founders and you know we we look at we've got a business development manager based in in arizona uh tucson arizona um his name's Stuart handler and then we have a number of other subcontracting organizations that we work with um you know brgm being part of that is probably our biggest biggest partner we've got a construction materials company that we work with globally who we've got okay. a who's an r d well we, we've got a, an agreement with the r d department on on the work that we do and we uh we look at those we look at the tailings projects that we're working on and we uh work with them to understand their interest initially yeah um you know they 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 manufacture cement of course so they're looking at how they can um, change their business model as well uh, so okay so um that that relationship also exists you know out of europe and um yeah. and they're actively trying to look at you know the right thing that they can do there and and they understand there's a possible synergy but they're also you know um wary you know they've they've also got their own business that they've got to look after and and um and you know they've got to be careful about their business model as well but they're certainly very interested in in where those synergies work at making them yeah. work and definitely yeah. interested in, in quarry or mines where mines are close you know the logistics part of that as you as you um hinted earlier right 
yeah, you know, where the logistics of that makes sense, that could really work together. So. Yeah, but look, yeah, like you say, if you can bring bricks over on a boat, you can certainly take them over land. Yeah, yeah. And um, look, uh, we've got, uh, you know, one thing I can announce right now is, I don't know if you're familiar with the Myra, Brian, or, or your podcast group, but uh, Myra is a global organisation We've got a project going with them right now where we, we are looking for sponsors to come in. Um, that project is about looking at, um, uh, you know, you can come in as a sponsor for a, a number of a number of different levels. Um, but, you know, depending on the sponsorship that people come in at, um, that will mean that they will get uh, a circular mine involved in looking at their particular operation. Um, but, you know, the idea is not only to, you know, look at what we can do for a particular operation. Um, and then and the idea is that we're looking for, uh, looking to do this across a number of sites and a number of operations, not just one. And, uh, and, and the sponsors would get the benefit of all of that information and uh, outcome from across the project. And... Um, so that that is being um, going on right now. We, we um, Amira have been marketing that along with ourselves or with our assistants and um, putting their project together. We know that there is a number of um, uh, companies that are interested in sponsoring that, and we're hoping that that project will kick off probably before Christmas this year. Okay. Um, yeah. So we look at you know at the moment we believe we've got at least one major sponsor for the project and a number of um, other spot people looking at sponsoring at the lower levels and uh, okay. to get involved. If, so, if, so that's if also... Somebody, yeah. If somebody wanted to find out about that, would they go to your website or how would they... Um, they probably need to, no, they probably need to go to Amira and... Um, sorry, and, and uh, speak to Amira, the... Um, is is the best way to do that they definitely would probably have it on their website okay. um, brian i just trying to see whether i can find um yeah, the right can... person information okay yeah we could put the information in the show notes yeah okay yeah that'd be not a problem yeah, that's that's pretty exciting so what is your website how would somebody find that um, it is uh, www.circularmind.com. So, okay, simple. Yeah. Simple. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Michael, I know you're a busy guy and it's uh, it's the morning over where you are. Was there something you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask about? Uh, look, I think that's a good overview of where we are, but, you know, appreciate yeah. our passion is uh, is about looking at what we can do here and, and um and do something better than what's done today and appreciate that that requires change. You know, there is a lot of talk going on right now in, in that, in looking at um, the risk of tailings, you know, investors from the global perspective in the mining companies are also put a lot of pressure on the mining companies more recently about understanding the risk attached to their tailings. And, and yeah. we see that, you know, much of their tailings could be reused, you know, given, as I said, the energy that's been put into it and, and the outcome, you know. Uh, I think all, all I would like to hope 
um, Brian, is that we can encourage the mining companies to be open to change and and be to look at what what really can be done to de-risk the industry and do something better than what we're doing today. So. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, Michael, I appreciate your time and and thanks for sharing the information with us. And it's always nice to see when there's innovation going on in mining. No, I appreciate it, Brian, and uh, thank you very much for the invite and um, uh, look forward to discussing this with um, people that are interested in the future. Sounds, sounds good to me. Thanks again, Michael, and uh, all the best. No worries. Cheers. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.